0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Well, it's one of those weeks again, Dan. Where do we start? Well, we had a great week last week, with the exception of Friday. And uh, listen, folks, my show is for you. Um, Outside of uh, my God and my family, you matter to me uh, more than anything. So I always appreciate you being here. And there were, I because I'm always open with you, there's no fourth wall here uh, ever. I, that's why I leave my email, my personal email out on my website for you to correspond with the show. You were very upset about Friday, and I totally understand. Uh, let me mm-hmm. just explain to you what happened. A lot of people, an unusual amount, you know, we always get two or three people who would prefer we talked about some other thing or yeah. this topic, but the emails usually very nice. I, we, we almost never, thankfully, get complaints on the show, uh, which makes me very happy. But Friday, uh, a lot of people were upset that we did not address the Florida, what was going on in Florida. The, the It's not even, I don't even want to call it the recount, Joe. It's not a recount. I, I refuse to call it the, It's the reassessment. Yeah. <laughs> because they want to reassess the election. It's not, the, stop calling it the recount. They are not even counting, in my opinion, of uh, legitimate votes anymore because no one can answer a question. Until they answer the question about what's going on, I'll get to this, then we'll call it a recount. But... I just want to explain to you what happened without wasting any of your time. I had a marathon day on Friday. I had to go up and do the, I had to fly out, do the five, tape Gutfeld show on the five, do Tucker, wake up the next morning, do Fox and Friends, and then fly back. Now, having said that, listen, it's not a pity story. I love you guys and ladies, but I don't take days off. I may next year, but I have never in three years missed a show, ever. Any weekday. Holidays, nothing. We do 260 shows a year. I am not paid to do that. I am paid on a salary. Meaning, and I, I'm i only paid to do 220 shows. I do 260. So does Joe. <laughs> I, do not, I do it because I love you guys. I don't want to lose my audience. And it's important for me to get out there. Having said that, Friday we had to tape early because we had to catch a flight. Really early. And by the time we had taped and Joe and I got the show out, the Florida information was not as... Clear yet. And I was, I never want to put stuff out there that I got to retract. I'd rather be second or third and right than first and wrong. And I was just uncomfortable putting it. That's the reason. There's no other trick story to it. So my apologies. I never want to let you down. And I don't want you to feel like I wasted your time. I loved Friday's show. We actually thought it was a good one. It was. But, yeah. but i you have to understand, Joe and I were determined to get you a show no matter what. I mean, everyone else, candidly, folks, would have just taken a day off or put a guest in there. But uh, Daniel, we don't do that. I'm, you got to decide one thing, pal. What, what? do
1: you want to do with your life?
0: <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> I need Dee Snyder in here to start singing the rest of the... I just... I, maybe next year we'll start taking some time off. Uh, maybe it was better that I didn't do a show. But I was committed to getting you a show no matter what. So that's it. I'm really I sorry think. for that. But I'm going to get into that today, Florida, what's going on. Uh, so don't go anywhere. And I got a lot of information about some Whitaker, what's really going on with Matt Whitaker. The acting attorney general. Don't miss this for a minute. So my sincere apologies. I love you to death, folks. And my uh, I feel really bad. It's been on my mind. You ruined my whole weekend for what it's worth. <laughs> so those of you you did. I'll,
1: Paul was like, Well, you get
0: morning as well. <laughs> I know. Paul Joe was upset too. I'm like, Joe, Paul is <laughs> like, Will you get over this already? It's one bad show. Relax. But I can't. All right. Today's show brought to you by WaxRX. You know how much I love my sponsors, which I do. I only use products I can use myself, not only use, recommend, but love. Wax RX is amazing. I had a problem with earwax during my time uh, in the Secret Service wearing that earpiece where I'd get the earwax plugging up my ears. Now, you're not supposed to stick those cotton swabs in there. That is really bad. You can pierce your eardrum. It's not for that. It's for cleaning your outer ear. So I had an issue with that. Now, Wax RX, folks, you will be, ast- I don't even know how to say this, but you will be shocked at what comes out of your ears with WaxRx. It's, it's that good of a product. All of a sudden, you're like, wow, I can hear again. So this is a customer review I saw from them I wanted to share with you. I used to have to go to the doctor twice a year to get rid of my stubborn hard earwax with my rising cost of healthcare and double deductible. I'd have to spend $60 per visit. That's $120 a year to treat my ears. Now I can do it myself with WaxRx and a significant savings that also doesn't require me to miss a half a day of work. Thank you, WaxRx. Try it. You will love this stuff and it works so well. Right now you can go, you can use WaxRx by going to, uh, typing in gowaxrx.com. That's GoWaxRx.com. Use promo code Dan at checkout for free shipping. That's GoWaxRx.com. Don't wait. You have no idea what you might be missing because of inner ear wax. Who knows? It might just change your life. GoWaxRx.com. Promo code Dan for free shipping. Don't forget. Okay, folks, here's what's going on in Florida. I now have a pretty thorough grasp, I feel, of the situation. I've been doing a lot of homework on it over the weekend because I felt so bad about letting you down on Friday with it. Let's point out a couple things. First, let's get to the facts, okay? There are, I live in Florida. I know the system well. I ran here for office. I have voted now four times in Florida. The problems in Florida are not Florida problems. I want to be crystal clear on this. They are Broward County, which is a Democrat county, and uh, Broward and Palm Beach County. They're both Democrat counties. Broward's highly Democrat, Palm Beach County, Lean's Democrat. Um, it, it pretty much never countywide goes Republican, but Broward and Palm Beach County of the 67 counties in Florida, the two big Democrat counties, two of the biggest, I should say, are the ones having problems. It is not a Florida problem; it is a Palm Beach Broward problem. This has been a problem over and over and over again. The the Brenda Snipes and the Palm Beach County Board of Elections down there, they have had issues, as you know from the 2000 recount and others, they have had significant problems. Now. I want to give you the good news first because I don't want to bury the lead. Here's the good news. And, I'm, I'm, folks, I've been down here. I got back on Saturday. I have been shaking the trees for everything on this. Here's what I'm getting on the ground so you can partially smile. But I'm going to leave you with the bad news last, uh, unlike other times, because I want to keep you frosty. I don't want anybody, you know, sleeping on this. <laughs> yeah. The good news is this. Rick Scott, who's the governor, is a... Ninja, when it comes to this stuff, I'm not kidding, folks. Don't let Rick Scott's gentlemanly calm. I mean, we've all seen him interviewed on Fox. He's very, he's certainly not as passionate as I am about stuff. But Rick Scott wins. Rick, oh, he only wins by some. He wins. Rick Scott has not lost a race in Florida. He's won for governor both times, both times in upsets. He ran this time in an upset and won this race. This race, I'm telling you, is over, okay? Now the Democrats are going to pull every single thing out of their hats to try to take this thing back. Rick Scott is not having it. Now, when I say not having it, I don't just mean he's sitting out there saying, "What are you gonna do with your?" We're (laughs) not gonna (laughs) take. I mean, Scott and the Republicans down in Florida learned a lot from 2000. They have lawyers on this case. This is what I'm hearing that are ready to go ninja style on this thing. They are not messing around. They're not screwing around. They're not like 2000 where it took days to get the the Bush team down there and fix things up and get people on the ground ready to fight this. The Scott team is ready. They are rocking and rolling. They have lawyers who know exactly what they're doing. I'm telling you this guy is a bulldog. Do not mess with the guy. He gets it. He understands they're trying to steal this thing. And he has a strong, strong legal team. Not only that, folks. Remember, this is a PR fight too now. The Democrats' line going forward, which is absurd, by the way, and you may say absurd, is going to be every vote should count. Yeah. No. no. No, no. No, no, no. No, every vote shouldn't count. Joe, every yeah. legal vote should count. Bingo. Every vote should count. Hey, Joe, My, you know who my daughter is. She's 14. Yeah. Isabel. get Isabel, you want to vote in this election? Dad, I can't. I'm not 18. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, the Democrats no, yeah. said every vote should count. Yeah. No, no. Isabel's vote doesn't count. She can't vote. She's 14. Non-citizen votes can't count. Oh, why are you bringing that up, Dan? Oh, because if you read the court transcript on Luke Rosiak's Twitter feed, he did a great job, Luke Rosiak from the Daily Caller. There are attorneys for both Gillum, the gubernatorial candidate on the Dem side, and Nelson, the Senate candidate running against Scott, who actually made the case, ladies and gentlemen, in a court transcript. You can read it yourself that a non-citizen vote should been, should have been counted. You read the transcript. Even the state, the Board of Elections head uh, uh, in Palm Beach County, Butcher was like, no, we're going to disqualify this one. And the lawyers are like, we object. It was a non-citizen vote. That happened. Now, Mark Elias, who is the Democrat lawyer for this. Oh, yeah, the same lawyer who was paid by Perkins Coie uh. and the Clinton team to hire Fusion GPS to yeah. gin up. Negative information on Trump. Crazy how this guy keeps appearing, right? Yep. He tried to clean this mess up. He said these were you know, junior lawyers. So just to be clear, Joe, what we're talking about, if I, you know, because I don't want yeah. the audience. To, I want you to have all the facts here. Do so you hear the audience on Yes, sir. Lawyers claim that a non-citizen vote should count. That is absolutely against black and whites, against the law. Cuckoo. Now, it was not Elias. Elias, who's running the recount operation for the Dems, again, the same lawyer, the Perkins Cooey guy who hired Fusion GPS for Hillary Clinton, the Trump team, who keeps reappearing in these suspect elections, by the way. Now, I don't want to mean to imply that Trump's win was suspect. I mean, suspect because of what the Hillary did, not because of what Trump did. Mark Elias said, well, these were just junior lawyers. They weren't authorized to do that. Folks, they did it. It's on the court transcript arguing that a non-citizen vote should count. It's there. So a couple of takeaways. I'm going to leave this in bullet points for you. Number one, Scott's team is ready for a battle, and they are not mm, screwing around. I was going to say something else. Understood. You got it. Understood. (laughs) Understood, Daddy-O. They are not screwing around. They are in this to win it. This is not like 2000 when it took a few days for us to shake off the cobwebs. They are ready to rock and roll. Number two, there are 67 counties. Only two of them have problems. Number three, Democrat lawyers and a court transcript argued for a non-citizen to be able to vote. That happened. That is indisputable. Number four, Brenda Snipes. Jesse Waters on the 5 called her sneaky Snipes on Friday when I was there. Brenda Snipes, who runs the Board of Elections in Broward County, Where all these problems are starting to materialize in addition to Palm Beach. Brenda Snipes can't even tell you what the vote total is. Ladies and gentlemen, why is that the most critical piece of information here? Because ballots have to be in. They had to be, legal votes had to be counted by 7 p.m. on Tuesday. A lot of those early votes and the ones that were in the, they had to be announced a half an hour after closing. The fact that they can't tell you the total is obvious. It says what? Ladies and gentlemen, they can add votes. Yay! Now, by v- add votes, let me be clear. I'm not suggesting a conspiracy to fill out new ballots. I can only, t- I'm not going to tell you what I can't prove. Listen, anything can happen. I'm going to tell you what I think is happening. I don't think they're filling out new ballots. Here's what the problem is, folks. By not counting or giving you a total vote number, a ca- in other words, a ceiling. This is how many votes we received, a 100. They can get votes in the mail that weren't properly postmarked, weren't signed. Um, they, they were just, frankly, invalid. They were non-citizens. Those votes, which would have been immediately discounted by now, if you can't give a ceiling on the number, can be added to the total later. Right. Uh, folks, you have to vote by a certain time on election day yep. with your, with your uh, vote by mail, which is significant in Florida. A lot of people vote by mail. I did. You have to vote by a certain day. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm getting at by not giving a vote total is she's somehow suggesting that not only is early voting a big thing in Florida, Joe, but late voting is cool too. Yes, it is. A vote up to two months later. <laughs> yeah. Rick Scott's in office in the Senate. Joe Armacost <laughs> moves down to Florida. He's filling out a ballot he got in the mail. Hey, we can still vote, right? Brenda Snipe said it's okay. <laughs> This is the Democrats' line of attack. Every vote should count. No, every vote shouldn't count. Every legal vote should count. Your vote has to be in the mail or you have to show up at the polls by 7 p.m. on Election Day.
1: It's as simple as that. It's not hard. I was going to the polls to vote and Nanette was with me. and She said, you know, yeah. I really wish I could vote in Florida. And uh, guess what? You can and Yeah, now you can. It's like, Tell them that. Move on down. Move really? on. Down. And you can
0: apparently vote. Maybe up till next I don't know how long <laughs> the polls are going to stay open. But you understand, obviously, Joe's kidding. He's not recommending. It. It's a joke. But still, is the the humor in it is it, it? Every joke, right? That's funny. Joe has an air of reality to it. You bet. Yeah. If this is the case, are, am I making the connection right? Why the total I, vote count matters? Yeah. Once yeah. she gives a total vote count and it's and it's certified hundred votes. They can't add more. Of right. that hundred votes, she has. To, if she needed fifty-one votes for the Democrats to win, she's got to find them in that one hundred. Uh, in that pool of one hundred votes, That's you get the way it. It works. Yep. She, exactly. Uh-huh. But when she doesn't put it, this is the genius of not announcing. And I say genius in it in a nefarious way. But this is the genius of not announcing a total vote count. All of a sudden, oh, here's a vote, there's a vote, here's a vote. Dude, it's like a Dr. Pepper song, yeah. right? We found a vote here, we found a vote there. Look, there were ballots in the closet. There were ballots in the car. There were ballots in the bathroom. Some guy goes in the bathroom, he needed a little Pepto, he's <laughs> having a bad day. He goes, hey, look, there are ballots behind the bowl. There's ballots here. All of a sudden, it's like, how many ballots? There's 25 more. How many of them Democrat? Democrat? uh uh, 15 let's take those ballots yeah this is the whole point of putting a hard cap on when you're supposed to vote when you're supposed to vote the timelines up and how many votes are outstanding she doesn't want to do it now you may say okay well what's going on how are we going to fix this dan okay let me give you some more stuff i want to throw out there and what this is by the way i'm going to tell you what this is really about i haven't even gotten to that yet this is not just about Scott and DeSantis. I, my opinion, those races are over. Scott's team is not going to take this lying down. I think DeSantis is ahead by a healthy enough margin that even calculating it if fraud were to occur, I think, de- I think uh, DeSantis is in a healthy enough lead. I'm not telling anybody not be anxious about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm just giving you an opinion. This is about something else in my opinion, but I want to get to that in a second. I still got a couple more things on this couple more points here. Late Tuesday night, Scott's electoral win, which it was, was projected to be around 57,000 votes. That's election night. By Wednesday morning, wow, lead drops to 38,000. By Wednesday evening, it was about 30,000. By Thursday, it's about 21,000. By Thursday evening, it's about 15,000. Crazy, crazy how that happens. It's only the Republican whose vote count keeps going down, right? Yeah. Uh, here, oh, here's where it gets better, Joe. On election night, Broward County, where where Brenda Snipes is in charge over there. On election night she said, Oh, yeah, there are six hundred and thirty four thousand votes cast. Notice how the, the total vote tally, she never sticks a hard ceiling on it. You may say she just did. Okay, she said six hundred and thirty four on election night. Oh, but that changed show at one AM on Thursday. Where there were 695,700 on a a a 2.30 p.m. Thursday. It was up to 707,000. By Thursday evening, it was 712,000. Where the hell are they finding these new votes? Oh, there's a truck in the back with votes. Where'd that come from? Again, I'm not suggesting people in the back of the truck filling out votes. But ladies and gentlemen, coming from the state of Maryland, where I was involved in an election (laughs) with some suspicious activity in Frederick City, where people who were who claimed on their jury duty form they were not citizens somehow managed to vote. Let me tell you something. Where there's smoke, there's fire in a lot of these cases. Joe, remember the Ellen Sowbray race? Oh, dude. Ellen Sowbray yeah. wins the race for governor as a Republican in Maryland. All of a sudden, Baltimore City, what a twenty seven thousand votes show up. Yeah. How did that happen? That's why you put a cap on it on election night. All votes shouldn't count. Legal votes should count. Bingo. Now, don't give uh, Susan Booker a pass in Palm Beach County either. They're still finding votes as well. Palm Beach is a huge county down here. They haven't followed. Here's Florida law. It's Just so you understand, too, because I don't want to waste your time. And they did not have all this on Friday. So, again, forgive me. But here we go. Florida law requires that vote by mail and absentee ballots are accounted for within 30 minutes of polls closing. Palm Beach County failed to update the Department of State. They hadn't done it by ten uh, by, by Wednesday morning at 10, 19 a.m. This is a total violation of the law. Snipes has a history of this. Destroying ballots in 2016, allegations of Brenda Snipes doing that. By the way, some of the people, folks, who are upset with Brenda Snipes are not just Republicans. There's a Democrat, Tim Canovo, who ran against Debbie Wasserman Schultz. He, uh, I think he's an independent now. But he's not a Republican. He's been leading the charge on this. We have that video. I can't verify it. I'm just saying it's out there of Canova with ballots being loaded into trucks. Now, to leave off this segment of action items, I'm going to, you know, anybody can complain about it. You're getting a lot of that. Here's what has to happen. And here's what this is really about. First, here's what has to happen. The Secretary of State, Florida, has to come in and take this over in receivership. Matt Gates has been incredible on this. We have some sound. Um, It's four minutes long. I'm not going to play the whole. I'm just going to play a a little snippet of it. But Matt Gaetz, who is um, turned into a real bulldog, I mean, in a good way, congressman down here, who's been leading the fight on behalf of DeSantis' team to get this election uh, certified with the win that it was, not the theft that they're trying, right? He has been suggesting and he's right. The secretary of state has to come in and take over here take over, Brenda Snipes should be removed. She has broken, she's ignored. Ladies and gentlemen, the law means nothing. I've been thinking this weekend, I don't know what to do. If this race is stolen, Brenda Snipes has ignored court orders. She has ignored allowing uh, people to come in there uh, by law to view the process. She is, she's just ignoring, I don't know how any other easy way to say it. She's just ignoring the law. The law required her to report by a certain time. Right. She didn't do it. Well, are we just going to let this happen? She needs to be removed. That's step one. Let's get the vote counted the right way now. Let's get it done. Let's get it done by Thursday. If after Thursday, I'm thinking about this all week, and they try to steal this election, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a an organized way so I can recommend to you some steps. And I, I, I'll be candid with you. I haven't, I haven't been able to formulate the protesting is not enough, folks, as no. any as people protest, it's not going to do anything. I'm sorry. But, you know, it's good to get out there. Don't get me wrong. But give me some time on this. I'm trying to think this through what we can do in an organized way to get ourselves back to the rule of law and not allow this chaos to continue. But step one, the secretary of state has got to move in. Snipes has got to be removed. Booker, two if she can't figure it out. This is outrageous. They have no authority to grant extensions. There's no extensions. The vote in by Thursday or that's it. Certified or you're out. Now, what's this really about, folks? Uh, this is about... Sorry, I was just pulling up some... Uh, I, tickle, I took a lot of notes before the show because I was so, <laughs> so upset about Friday. It's not about the governor's race, folks. It's not about the Senate race. They're not going to win that. I'm confident. The Scott team is, is in it to win it and the DeSantis team is not screwing around. What I believe this is really about is this about the uh, agriculture, uh, the Secretary of Agriculture, ag- excuse me, the Agriculture Commissioner race down here in Florida. You may say, what the hell? Damn, where'd that come from, Why folks? That, you're not yeah. hearing it? This is, I know you haven't heard this, right, Joe? No. Again, oh, I've been take, the whole weekend, I've been shaking the trees for what's really going on down here. And the reason I asked that question is the Bush v. Gore race was competitive because the ra- it was a three-digit race. It was uh, 800 votes What he wind up winning by 500 votes in the state of Florida. You know, a state with 20 plus million people. This race, my opinion, they're not going to be able to fabricate enough votes. They'll try somehow, get late ballots, whatever it is. Um, I don't think they're going to do it. The agriculture commissioner race is important down here. Why? Because the agriculture commissioner does what? What is he responsible for? I'm not saying this wrong, the ag commissioner. Concealed carry weapons permits. It was a big deal down here in Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, that race on election night, Matt Caldwell, who was the Republican running, who was a staunch defender of your Second Amendment rights for agriculture commissioner, he was up by 40,000 votes. Oh, all of a sudden, New Broward County ballots started appearing now. Caldwell's down by almost 5,000 votes. Gee, how did that happen? Huh. Crazy here's a ballot, there's a ballot, here's a ballot, two ballots everywhere. Ballots there, ballots here, <laughs> ballots over there, ballots everywhere. It's not the two races. They're trying to keep that the, the focus on, and believe me, they'll take the, gov- the, don't mistake what I'm saying, they'll take the gubernatorial in the Senate if they can steal it. Yeah. But they understand the likelihood is nil. But the likelihood of stealing the ag race right now looks very good. Now, let me read to you a little snippet. From a while back, when he was running against the Democrat, this is the AG Commissioner candidate, Matt Caldwell, who again won on election night, but now is mysteriously down because of all these beers a ballot. There's bad ballot. ballots everywhere. He's down by five thousand. Right? None of these ballots here are for you. Are for, are for you. <laughs> <laughs> who never? They never are if you're a Republican. This, this is from uh, this is from a few, a few weeks ago. Uh, Nikki Freed is the Democrat. She is a huge gun grabber. She will be in charge of the concealed carry process. Oh, look at all the people she's got working for her. They're not exactly fans of the Second Amendment. From this piece, Freed, who has already been in touch with current Agricultural Commissioner Adam Putnam regarding the transition. This, I'm sorry, this is from Listen to her priorities. He was the, old, he was the Republican running against the Santas said her first, and he was the Ag Commissioner, said her first priorities aligned with her key campaign points. She'd be looking at water quality, expanding medical marijuana, and conducting a thorough investigation of the background checks and the concealed weapons process. Wow. Now, when you go back and you look at her campaign stance, the NRA will not be in charge of it. The NRA is not in charge of anything. In full. I don't know what they're talking about. The NRA, I, You know, I work at NRA TV. It's not a mystery. I don't work for the NRA. I work for a production company that produces... Show, shelf. I do not work for the NRA. I can't say that enough. I'm, not, I'm a member. I'm a lifetime member. I, I perfectly align with the uh, Second Amendment values. I'm just saying to you, I don't work for the NRA. I, I never have. I work for NRA TV. It's a production company that produces stuff for them. Nikki Freed ran against Second Amendment values big time. Ladies and gentlemen, they are hoping that the attention stays on the gubernatorial and the Senate race and this theft of the Agriculture Commissioner race. Flies right under the radar. Listen to me. I'm telling you. You heard it here first. This is what this thing is really about. Do not lose sight of that race either, because if they figure out they can do this in Florida, they can do it anywhere. Just keep demanding recounts, late votes. A vote turns up here. Vote turns up there. Just keep demanding recounts until eventually you get the count you want. In the AG race, they're hoping everybody forgets about it.
1: So this is not just an effort to steal an election. It's also a shiny ball moment you know, keep your eye on the shiny ball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, mm-hmm. Look squirrel. And then yeah, all of a yeah. sudden the ag race, uh, Joe, And yeah. you ever, listen, you, you're intimately involved in this. I've been communicating with you all weekend. Have you yeah. heard of uh, Adam call, uh, excuse me, uh, Matt Caldwell and Nikki Fried? No, no, you know, it has, they're the two candidates. Nobody's, and, and that's Speaker. but you know, Nelson and you know, DeSantis, of yeah. course you do. And everybody knows about the 2000 recount folks. That's what this really about. Make no mistake. They are managing to flip that race and all the attentions on the other two. Thankfully, Matt Caldwell's not taking this lying down. Um, he's hired George Lemieux, very prominent former politician here in Florida. And I think, I hope um, that, but Nikki Free's already declared that she won the Democrat. All right, that's what it's about. Joe, just about play, do me a favor. That's just, Matt Gates has been a bulldog on this. I want to play a quick clip of him. I think it's on CNN. And uh, Gates has been just <laughs> a fireball on this whole issue. Play that cut.
1: It is hard to get the proof of fraud when the very proof itself is being hidden by the Broward County supervisor of elections. It was uh, an election where 8 million Floridians voted, 65 of the 67 counties did everything right and had their returns posted according to law. Only in deep blue Broward and Palm Beach counties, familiar to all of us who follow elections, was there yet another persistent challenge. So here's what we're looking for. We just want to know how many votes were cast, right. how many of them have been counted, 100%. and how many are outstanding. All reasonable. I don't think that it's unreasonable to ask reasonable. those things. So there reasonable, was a, but hold on, th- a, on the, Yeah, but there's let's breaking Let's talk about news. what isn't. Well, let's talk about what isn't, though. You are right. You should have
0: transparency on all levels, mm-hmm. more than we've ever had before. Agreed. But you said something else that I can't agree with because it, it doesn't meet the test of logic. We can't get the proof of the fraud because they won't let us see the votes. That's not how an allegation works. And you know that if you have proof of oh, thought, it actually, it actually is you say how allegations you want, work. No, 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 no. You have Chris, to know Chris, something. I just want to see the to data. I want to see the
1: data. And look. Yeah. But but when litigants, as you know, as a lawyer, when litigants. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going hide evidence or potentially destroy evidence there are adverse inferences drawn against those litigants
0: joe literally just told me before the show not to stick my finger up until i wanted to and what did i do i stick my finger it's like a habit i i i can't i it's got to be because but that's joe that little snippet was not on joe that's on me that end part is critical i'm actually glad you stopped where you did that end part gates said is critical gates is no dope he's a congressman up from the panhandle of florida Chris Cuomo is saying now, this is the Democrats' new line. They they cannot argue the fact that Brenda Snipes and others are hiding the data. Because they are, because nobody's seen it. It's like, well, you, we're playing hide and seek with your daughter. Where's your daughter? Is she hiding? No, no, she's not hiding. Then where is she? I don't know. Well, either she's hiding or you lost her because you don't know where she is. Either the data's there or it's not. So Chris Cuomo understands he has no argument on that front. So what does he do? Because he's a Democrat activist pretending to be a CNN anchor. What does he do? He has to resort to, well, do you have proof of fraud? And Gates says, listen, they're hiding the data. That is alone proof of at a minimum malfeasance, which indicates that they could be committing some kind of an election election fraud on us. And Cuomo doesn't know how to respond. All he responds back is, well, do you have proof? And Gates makes a great point. That's why I wrapped it up with that. That when you're a litigant, when you're in a criminal trial, and one of the sides refuses to turn over against a court order, key evidence, ladies and gentlemen, of course that's going to be used as evidence that there's something wrong. Do, do you get that? You understand? I, I'm trying Joe yeah. for a bank robbery as a, as, a, as a local prosecutor, and Joe's attorney refuses to turn over Joe's DNA, despite the court order. There was DNA found at the scene. Do you think the attorney's not going to use that as evidence in trial that Joe is hiding his DNA for a reason? Gates is right. Cuomo's wrong. Now, I, there's a, oh, this drives me, Marie Harf on Fox does this all the time. She doesn't understand what evidence is. What Cuomo is saying is, do you have proof? And the answer is no. Nobody has proof of fraud yet. There is proof of malfeasance, but there's not proof of fraud. But that's not what Cuomo asked Joe. Cuomo said, do you have evidence? And Gates is right. When you're arguing with your friends, yes, there's evidence. Is there proof yet? No. But the evidence of fraud, by the fact that they're hiding the information they have been legally ordered to produce, it's not an opinion, is evidence. Mm -hmm. Joe, does that make sense? I'm not turning over my DNA. The court orders you to. We're not doing it. That's evidence that you're hiding something. You're just going to be brought up in court. Is it proof? No. No. But it is evidence. This is what makes me so furious about this. Do you have evidence? Yes, they're hiding it. That is the evidence. No, no, no. That's a, It's not proof. And then they can follow him. Well, if you don't have proof, you shouldn't say it. And Gates is smart. He goes, we're looking for proof. Show us the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you understand how if you're smart, like Gates is in this, you can't lose this debate. We have evidence. The evidence is they are hiding the vote tallies against the court order. Well, that's not proof. Point stipulated. Show me the data and then we'll have proof that what you're saying is right. Oh, we don't want to show you the data. Okay, there's my evidence. You you can't lose this debate, folks. You can't. We are right. They are wrong. Oh, man. Fu- Cuomo is just so bought into the liberal activist stuff. He can't even admit that this is a disaster. This looks really bad. People are furious down here in Florida, by the way, folks. This is not going to end well for the Democrats. It is not, I assure you. The people are furious down here. They feel like the election's already been stolen. I said that on Fox this morning. All right, I got a ton of stuff to get to. So I hope we cleared up Florida for you. And again, I sincerely apologize for not getting it. You guys matter to me a lot. So I hope that covers it for you. Um, the iTarget, the iTarget Pro System is the single best system out there for improving your marksmanship skills. As we know, if you choose to own a firearm, two things matter more than anything. Number one, safety. You're not safe with it. You'll hurt yourself first, and it's pretty useless. Matter of fact, it's dangerous. But second, proficiency. We all get the safety part. That's important. But this is what's great about eye target. It allows you to improve your proficiency with a firearm safely. Now, a lot of us, when we were in law enforcement schools and the military, you, you practice it with your firearm and you dry fire, meaning you pull the trigger on a safely unloaded weapon. You check it. You check it twice. You unload it. You check it three times. You look away. And then you'd point in a safe direction downrange, and you would pull the trigger on a safely unloaded weapon. Well, why would you do that? It allows you to master your grip, your sight alignment, your sight picture, the little nuances, your trigger pull, slow and deliberate to the rear, take out that slack and some glocks out there. And you could do it on a free, on on, on a safely unloaded weapon. There's no recoil at all. The problem is you have no idea where the rounds would have gone because it's unloaded. iTarget solves that problem. It'll send you a laser round for the firearm you have now. You have a nine millimeter, it'll send you a laser round. You don't have to make any manipulations to the firearm you have now. Whatever you've got, 38 Special, 40 and uh, S&W, whatever it is, they will send you the laser round. You insert it into your safely unloaded weapon. It comes with a target and it'll emit a laser onto the target when you pull that, uh, the trigger on the safely unloaded weapon. It'll emit a laser, that laser round, and you could see where the rounds would have gone and it records them. You will see at the end of a week, even a few days, your marksmanship is going to go through the roof. Yeah, groups that look like a basketball, they'll look like a golf ball at the end. You will love it. Check it out. It's available at itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. Use promo code Dan and you'll get a staggering 10% off itargetpro.com. Remember, folks, competitive shooters do this. They dry fire 10 times more than they live fire. If you have a firearm, you need to practice your proficiency. Get this. You will never put it down. The reviews on the product are absolutely awesome. My father loves it. itargetpro.com, promo code Dan, 10% off. Okay. A couple things. Hey, Joe, where's the coup, by the way? Um, I'm just asking. I mean, a great article in the Wall Street Journal. This is short, but I just want to bring this up to kind of bust everybody's chops on the left because that's what owning the libs is, uh, of course, my commitment. It drives the libs crazy. That's my commitment. Owning the libs always, every day. You should wake up every morning and say, did I own the libs this weekend? If you haven't, get on it. It's Monday morning. Um, so was there was supposed to be a coup, right? The Donald Trump election was a coup. The Russians oh, got yeah. involved. Mm-hmm. He colluded. Um, yeah. It's interesting that uh, if Donald Trump, if it was a coup involved to take over the government, it's fascinating that the Democrats took back the House and he let it happen. Isn't it amazing? Where were the Russians on this one? Yes, it is amazing. Folks, I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just throwing that out there. There was this devious coup to take over the government in conjunction with the Russians. Of course, that's all. Um, nonsense made up by a bunch of uh, basement dwelling s'mores eating uh, losers in their basement, uh, you know, uh, a- a- waiting for the dinner from mommy, who are like thirty years old, don't have jobs, and probably work for media matters. But there was no coup. Where are the riots in the streets right now with the Republicans and conservatives all upset? No. Well, the answer is none, uh, because there was no coup. The election in uh, in twenty uh, in twenty sixteen for president was legitimate. <laughs> Donald Trump won legitimately. The Democrats took back the House. Uh, we didn't like the result, but it, were fair, it was a fair election. And it's simple as that, well, at least uh, up until Florida and Arizona. I haven't even gotten to Arizona, folks. I'm, I'm, that's a whole different issue. Of that We have some problems over there too. But there are no riots in the streets because conservatives don't do that because they have jobs and you know, families to get to. They don't, unlike the Antifa crowd, there's nothing to do when they're not uh, you know, in their basement with their lattes. One other quick thing before I get to Whitaker, because this is another pressing issue. And I want to I wanna give you the skinny on why they're battling against Whitaker. Folks, do not downplay this Clinton 2020 talk. I was on Fox and Friends this morning, and this came up, that a prominent pollster, Mark Penn, who is very well connected in the Democrat sphere and space, is throwing out there in a Wall Street op-ed today that Hillary Clinton's going to run again, and he calls it Hillary 4.0, how she's going to now run as a far-left firebrand, like an Elizabeth Warren kind of uh, candidate, far-left, big-time liberal, uh, open borders, all that stuff. A lot of people are laughing about it. Folks, I'm telling you, I worked for the Clintons. I worked for her for a long time. Do not for a second downplay this. I'm serious. The Trump presidency and re-election matters to me. They asked me a question on Fox. It upset some people. They emailed me. They couldn't believe I said it. Mm -hmm. They asked me on Fox this morning, does Hillary, and if you ever watch, I never ever, Joe, you see me on TV a thousand times. I always give an answer right away. Yeah, I never, ever, like, look, stop, take a break to think about something. Ducey asked me this morning, right before the end of the cut, Steve Ducey said, Dan, you know, I hear it in my ear through the phone line in my studio, right? Can Hillary Clinton win? And, folks, it took me a second hmm. because I didn't want to give the wrong impression. I said yes. And I could tell they were shocked. And I think the audience was, too, because they, they, I got a few emails. How could you say that, Folks. I love the president. I am actively going to work for his reelection. There's no, that's not in dispute. I, but I'm a th- Hillary. I worked for Hillary Clinton. This woman is unbelievably ambitious. Do not sleep on it for a second. Oh, she can't win. She's going to get smoked. No, 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 no. She can. She, you saw what she was willing to do in the 2016 election. Fusion GPS, the whole spy gate drama. Now, one thing Penn points out, which you should not forget. Say, oh, she'll never get through the primary. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think. Let me be clear on this. I don't think she will win. I think she can. You know what I'm saying, Joe? There's a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Trump will win. I think we're mm-hmm. we're we're doing pretty well, especially if the economy keeps motor. But I would, Hillary can win, and here's why. Mark Penn is right. This guy's a Democrat, folks. He said Hillary Clinton's machine has not dissipated at all. Now her political capital has been crushed a little bit. But the machine is still strong enough, and the people running against her, ladies and gentlemen, are total amateurs. They're amateurs. You got Sporadicus up there and Cory Booker. You got Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren, claiming she's uh, one-one-millionth Native American. You got Amy Klobuchar, who nobody knows. Seems like a nice enough lady, but nobody knows her. You got Bernie Sanders, who the vote's going to be split amongst him and, and liberal Elizabeth Warren amongst the liberal intelligentsia. Folks, they're amateurs. Who's going to run? Ocasio Cortez. That you. That Mark Penn makes a great point. Hillary Clinton is very comfortable wiping the slate of amateurs. It can be, keep in mind now, folks. A lot of these races are plurality plurality races in primaries. They're not majorities. In in a lot of these primaries, meaning what? Meaning Hillary's just she can win with twenty five percent if there are twenty candidates in there. Right. Kamala Harris, who uh, again, during the Kavanaugh hearings, they showed a complete out of touch insensitivity to how bad this was going to the, for them. They thought they were winning. Kavanaugh, frankly, got people elected in the Senate. The Democrats didn't see it coming it because they're amateurs. Hillary will clean the deck with them. Now, there's always a chance she'll implode, but I'm just saying don't go to sleep on this one, please. Joe, if you remember correctly, in 2016, the same thing happened with Trump. Mm-hmm. The Democrats, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, Trump, he's an idiot. He's not going to win. Ah, <laughs> oh, look who wins. Projected winner, Donald Trump. Don't do it. Don't make the mistake. You're not going to get that on this show. Anybody can come out and say, re- oh, he's an idiot. It's so stupid 2020 joke. It's not a joke. All right. Folks, this is serious. She has a machine of people who are our favors going back decades. They are not screwing around. The Clintons do not mess around. They have shown themselves very formidable. Remember when Bill Clinton and he had the, uh, the Arkansas governor, he lost and he comes back. To come What did Bill Clinton, what they call him? The comeback kid. Mm-hmm. That was his name. I'm not kissing the guy's butt. I can't stand their politics. They're dirty. I wrote a whole book against them, the Spygate book. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, I don't want us to make the same mistake. All right, enough on that. Uh, moving on. Hey, there's a really... Uh, Really good article at uh, the conservative treehouse guys put together. It's a fascinating theory. I had, uh, I had considered not in this light though. It put a new angle on it. Matt Whitaker, who is the appointed uh, attorney uh, general, the acting attorney general right now, by the way, it is a constitutional appointment. The, uh, let me just read something to you. Cause your liberal friends don't, again, don't know what they're talking about. Uh, there's a federal vacancies reform act put out in 1998. And this is from Ken Klukowski's piece in Breitbart. This is all up in the show notes today. It provides several routes for someone to fulfill the duties of important positions while the nomination and confirmation process for a new attorney general plays out. Uh, It's 5 U.S.C. 3345. uh, Portion A2, Joe, allows the president to name a person who has served in that department for at least 90 days at a pay level of GS-15 or higher, essentially a top-level career civil servant or non-Senate political appointee to serve as the acting officer. It's a, it's a, it's a, the appointment's fine legally. This is all bluster. Now, right. I'm, I'm, so j- he has served for 90 days, Whitaker, and he has served at a level of GS 15 or higher. So he can serve for a certain amount of days while the confirmation process goes through. The rest of the stuff they're telling you um, uh, about it's an illegal appointment it's just bl- bluster and nonsense, okay? It's, now, you have to ask yourself the reason I bring that up, Joe, because the left, as I've always said on the show, doesn't do anything by accident. Nothing mm-hmm. happens by accident. Why are they making such a stink against Whitaker? Well, the conservative treehouse guys call him the cleaner. And uh, they have a little thing, you know, he's bald, so the Mr. Clean thing next to him, they call <laughs> him the cleaner. And they bring up an interesting point. Yeah. Um, why would the left object so strongly to Whitaker? Well, we already know, uh, Whitaker, they're bothered by the fact that Whitaker is asking questions about the Mueller probe, by the way, which they're perfectly entitled to do. This is not in any way disqualifying only in the minds of Looney Tunes liberals. Is it disqualifying? Let and people in the justice department outside of recusals are perfectly entitled to ask inferior officers. In this case, Bob Mueller, what the hell they're doing with the special counsel probe nothing you don't you don't like that? Vote them all out in the next election. And then you can pick new people in the DOJ. That's how executive power works for liberals who are unfamiliar with the Constitution. But why all of this rage against Whitaker? Well, now it's starting to make sense a little bit. And they have an interesting theory. There have been a there's there has been, excuse me, there has been a, a, a series of investigative breadcrumbs left behind. <laughs> oh, I couldn't find
1: Investigator breadcrumbs
0: left behind. <laughs> <laughs> Siri thought I was talking to her. That's hysterical. Not, there have been a series, Siri, stop getting involved in my show, of investigative breadcrumbs left behind that the treehouse guys believe Whitaker may have had something to do with it. And I've spoken about this before in a different context. I'm not trying to take credit for this story, but it's weird how this information appeared. Here we go. Let me leave for you three things. The release of the, uh, the Mark Warner, who was the vice chair of the Senate uh, Intel Committee, the release of the text between him and Waldman. I'll tie this together in a second. Just keep these three data points in mind. These pieces of information were released with very little explanation and no background. And there's been people that had a tough time tying together. Why? No one was seemingly prodding for them. They just appeared, Joe. In other words, like someone was leaving a trail for us to find. So Mark Warner, the Democrat on the Intel Committee, he texts Adam Waldman. The texts were released, and there's a key piece of information there. I'll get to that in a second. Piece number two. The wolf, in, uh, the wolf charging documents. The guy on the Senate Intel Committee, the staffer that is charged with lying to federal investigators about leaks. Pieces of information were leaked there. It was around the indictment time, so that's easily explainable, and they get to that in a piece. But this other one makes no sense either. In July... The FISA application in redacted form was released. And it happened on a Friday night show. Remember? I was like, oh, do we do a special about this? huh. So you have the FISA. Let's go over the dates here. In March, you have the Mark Warner, Democrat Senator on the Intel Committee, text released. In June, you have the charging documents for Wolf and his, uh, you know, his, 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 his arrest. And that stuff comes out. In July, you have the FISA warrant. Now let me tie it together for you. Ladies and gentlemen, it has appeared for a long time and this has been this is why I get so PO'd when people tell me, you know, people think I'm like I'm not pro or anti sessions. My whole the whole take it east thing is not it wasn't about sessions. I told you the recusal was disastrous. I've been honest about that from the start. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get flack from both sides on that. But there are things clearly going on in the DOJ. They're happening slow. I get it. I get it. But there are things happening. Why were those things released? How are they tied together? In those Mark Warner, Democrat Senator on the Intel Committee, texts to Adam Waldman, there is a text on March 17th. Don't forget that date. March 17th of 2017. Let me quote you the text from Democrat Senator to a lobbyist working with Russians and Christopher Steele, who's got connections to them, right? The text is, hey, I just tried to call you, but now I'm going into the SCIF. He spells skiff wrong, the acronym, which is interesting. Going into the SCIF, which is a sensitive compartmented information facility. So on March 17th, Joe, stop me if you lose me here. Okey-doke. On March 17th, 2017, a Democrat senator intimately involved in this Russia probe is texting a lobbyist working with a prominent Russian, Oleg Deripaska. He's also familiar with Steele. He's offering to connect to the guy ginning up the fake information on Trump. Warner's texting that lobbyist that he's going into a sensitive facility to look at a document, right? He's going into the SCIF. Mm-hmm. That's released in uh, February, excuse me, February of 2018. Everybody was like, well, why would we want to know what Mark Warner was doing on March 17th? Oh, look what's released in June. James Wolfe, a staffer for that committee is locked up and is being prosecuted for lying about the release of a classified document. So now we're told, so the first piece of information released, they're leading us down a path, is okay, okay, uh, Mark Warner's texting this guy about reviewing a classified document on March 17th. Uh, A couple months later, another piece of information is released as if they're leading us somewhere. A staffer on Mark Warner's committee is arrested for lying about the leak of a classified document. Okay, okay, so now we know. Oh, what appears in July? Wow. The FISA application in its redacted form where every date, every date, Joe, is blacked out except for one. A stamp on the end of the document when it was printed out to be taken over apparently to the Senate Intel Committee. What's the date handwritten next to that stamp? Oh, March 17th, (laughs) 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, these things appeared outside of the Wolf charging documents. Again, hat tip to them for putting this together. I saw this a little differently, but it's a fascinating theory that somebody's leading us down a golden brick road. You have this tidbit about Mark Warner and his text, and, and, and they were suspicious but confusing. Where's Mark Warner going on March 17th? We didn't have it in February. And in June, oh, a Senate staffer on Mark Warner's committee was locked up and is being uh, interviewed and prosecuted for leaking sensitive documents? Oh, just a few months later, a sensitive document's released with the date, March 17th, the same date that Warner is texting Adam Waldman, hey, I'm going into the skiff to review a document. (laughs) Folks, somebody's bringing us somewhere. Again, I'm not, I'm not getting into this like there are like, you know, a million indictments out there. I'm just telling you, things are happening. They're happening slow, but things are happening. Wheels are turning. They're not turning fast enough. I'm a little worried about what's going on with Huber, to be candid. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! Where is the meatloaf, Mom? We're all asking. <laughs> That's right. But I'm here to give you the truth. Somebody was leading us down this path, and ladies and gentlemen, it probably was not Sessions. Let's go full circle now. The Democrats are fired up about Whitaker's appointment. Why? Why would Trump take on the political hammer from the left for an appointment when he just could have put Rosenstein in charge and the left would have loved it. Folks, it's a legal appointment. May I suggest to you that the treehouse guys may be onto something. That Whitaker is the former chief of staff may have had some role in this invest perfectly legitimate and credible investigation into massive leaks of information from the Senate intel committee into the public it's a fascinating theory that is why the left is going wild now it explains a lot it also explains trump's trump never, oh, folks don't don't sleep on trump either mm-hmm. i'm serious Sometimes Trump will get a little hyperbolic. It's a Queens thing. But when he says stuff off the cuff, sometimes it, you have to have the Trump translator. There's something behind it. It's not just random. Did you notice, Joe, any time Trump is questioned about Whitaker, he even put this out on one of his tweets. This is important. Mm-hmm. He's always sure to personally distance himself from Whitaker. Do you hear what he said uh, on understand. the South that. grounds? You, yeah. you, know, you see what I he did. said, right? They asked him about Whitaker. He says, mm-hmm. I don't know him. I don't know him. Yes. He said he's got a good reputation, but I don't know him. And then again, which was a straight. Why? Trump's not dumb. I'm telling you, don't downplay this guy. He's not stupid. He said that for a reason. And then he follows it up in a tweet where he says, no social contact. That's in his tweet. In other words, I have not socially been a friend. I don't know this guy. What I'm suggesting to you folks Is that Whitaker may be involved in a very legitimate, very serious investigation ongoing since, gosh, last November between Dan Coats and the Department of Justice, the director of national intelligence, Dan Coats, and the Department of Justice to weed out a bunch of leakers who have been working within the government to destroy the reputation of Donald Trump and everyone else. Whitaker may have had a role in leaving those investigative breadcrumbs. Here's the Warner text. Oh, here's the wolf thing. Oh, here's the date. Bingo. It makes total sense now. It makes sense that Trump would distance himself personally because, and I agree with this, Trump likely has not been briefed on this. You may say, how the hell's that, Dan? How is Donald Trump, the president of the United States, not briefed on this significant investigation? (laughs) Ha, ha, wait, wait, wait. Because of the significant overlap between this and the nonsensical collusion narrative, it's likely that people in justice are probably trying to keep Trump at arm's distance so he has not, a, a, but actual deniability. I, I had nothing to do, which he didn't. You get what I'm saying? They probably didn't. Bri- That's yeah. why this constant effort to say, I don't know Whitaker. I've had no social contact. In other words, he hasn't briefed me on any of this stuff. He's been doing it on his own as portion of a legitimate, Leak investigation into the government. Joe, does this make sense? Because this is critical. Sure. Yeah, this because you have yeah. Folks, you know, I, like I said, I wake up every morning and I'm I'm like obsessed with why, 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 why are liberals doing what they're doing? Why are they doing what they're doing? There's always a reason. Liberals aren't stupid. Don't ever think that. That's why I try to dissuade people from joking about the Hillary thing. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. It's not funny. These people are for real. If Hillary's thinking about running, she's doing it because she has evidence she could win. If liberals are going after Whitaker with fangs like they're doing, a, it's unconstitutional. Whitaker, get on me, recuse him. It's for a reason. The reason is he is probably knee deep in this leak investigation, which is going to expose Democrats, senators and others as having been involved in potentially felony leaks to disparage the Trump team. Does it make sense now? Is that did I tie that up? Ooh. I'm sorry I had to take that slow. But you have to understand that Whitaker has been leading us down the golden brick road to an actual Wizard of Oz, not the fake one. And the Wizard of Oz is there are potentially Democrat elected politicians and, and liberal bureaucrats who are knee deep in a felony criminal leak scandal that Whitaker knows about. That's why they're losing their minds. Think about all those appearances of all those pieces of information. They appear seemingly randomly. Out of nowhere. Oh, look at these texts about a March 17th appearance in the skiff by Warner. Mm-hmm. What, what, what? What is that? And he's and he's texting a guy working for a Russian lobbyist. Why? Why? Do you ever think why? Then all of a sudden, oh, Wolf, it just appears. This guy got arrested. And we find out that the document that he was likely in possession of was released with the stamp of March 17th, the same date the Democrat senator was going into the skiff. Who else did he tell about that FISA application? Crazy, folks. Um. All right, um, a couple other things. I have a story in the show notes today about Jim Comey using private email, which uh, I just find sad, tragic. You know, it's yeah. just, <laughs> this is Jim Comey. Holier than now, Jim Comey. Uh, he, you know, it's interesting. He quotes Bible verses about his own morality. I've never seen, outside of Jim Acosta and Jeff Flake, a more uh, uh, arrogant, self-absorbed, narcissistic individual than Jim Comey, who apparently was using his own private email to communicate sensitive information. Now, last point on this, because if the story's in the show notes, please check it out. It's on my website. And please subscribe to my email list. We'll email you all these great stories, including the one I told you about Ken Klukowski and the constitutionality of the Whitaker appointment. Joe, do you remember months ago? I don't want you to think you're wasting your time here. Mm-hmm. I had said to you that a source, and a good one, had told me that this was going to happen. I'm not taking a victory lap. I'm just telling you. Remember that show where I told you senior FBI officials yes. S were going to be involved in their own private email scandal? I, I'm sorry, folks. I don't have the episode. I don't go back and listen to go, hey, look at me say this. I'm telling you it happened. I remember the conversation. Uh, Comey's not the only one. You heard it here first. This private email thing is going to get worse the hell was that that was gomer saying hey andy <laughs> it's gonna get worse it is, that's what it was like up there at the upper levels of the bureau it was it, 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 i mean it was embarrassing it is not it's not gonna end here i can't say more now just trust me on this read the comey story okay today's show also brought to you by our buddies at brick house nutrition they're one of my original sponsors you know i love brick house Brickhouse produces one of the finest nutritional supplements on the market today, but it's real food. This is what I love about this. It's called Field of Greens. Now, we all know we're supposed to be eating copious amounts of fruits and vegetables. We all know it. Every doctor, nutritionist, exercise physiologist, personal trainer, mom, dad, grandma, every eat your vegetables, eat your fruits. Why don't we do it? Because they're hard to prepare. It's a pain. They, you know, they go bad if you don't eat them in time. You got to go shop, and I get it. I get it. I get it. Field of Greens, though, is real food ground up wholesome, fresh fruits and vegetables into this great tasting powder. It's real food. It's not extract. This is not some second-rate garbage. This is high-end stuff. This is the micronutrients, the macronutrients, the life-enhancing compounds in fruits and vegetables, all ground up into a fine tasting powder. You take two scoops a day. I take one in the morning, one in the evening, put in juice, put in green tea, put it in tomato juice, put it in water, add it to your protein shakes, you will get all the benefits of life-enhancing fruits and vegetables in this terrific, terrific tasting uh, f- uh, formulation field of greens. It is. I love it. I give it to my kids, my wife, we all take it. My mother-in-law tells me it makes me look younger. I don't know. I'm just telling you it makes me feel better when I take it. I'd be lost without it. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com Dan. Pick up your jar of field of greens today. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a jar, Field the greens. You will not regret it. It's the best nutritional supplement on the market. Thanks a lot. All those people in California, oh. and God bless you. I had a house burned down um, oh. in Wantal Long Island. I lived with my aunt. It is the most horrifying experience of your life. Uh, you, you have, I know the Democrats object to saying, we'll pray for you. Um, I frankly don't give a damn what they say about that. I will be praying for you because the power of prayer matters. It's not going to fix or rebuild your house, um, but hopefully you can have the strength. My house burned down. It, actually, I live with my aunt. It wasn't, but everything I had burned with it. And I just want you to understand from someone who's been through this, I didn't even own much back then. I, um, I was about, I don't know, 19 or 20 when it happened. But you don't even know what you lost yet because the scar of it goes on for a very long time. There were, it was about a year later, I remember saying to myself, hey, you know, I need that, what was it? I needed a locket that someone had given me, and there was like a little picture in there. And I'm like, oh, damn, that burned too. And then a couple of years later, I needed a birth certificate for something. I'm like, oh, I've never got my, that burned. Ladies and gentlemen, when you lose everything. It doesn't, just, it doesn't all register in your head overnight. You lose everything. And I'm not talking about just the material stuff. The Stuff can be bought and purchased again. Memories can't. I have no photos of my childhood. I have to get them from my father and my mother. they are all burned, everything. I had letters people had written to me, all gone. And you know what? When you want to go back and read and relive those moments and those Polaroid, Bimber Polaroids, they were all gone. Every one of them. Memories I had from, from when I was a kid, all gone folks. I walked out of there with a pair of Doc Martin boots and jeans. So please pray for them. It matters. Um, you know, there's, I, you, I was devastated by it. And I only say it because I was in a, a diner this weekend. I, I go to the this diner in Palm City a lot and I enjoy it. And it's a great place. I take my family there. And I was going to wash my hands. I'd had an egg sandwich. It got a, you know, yolk all <laughs> over my hands. And I walked out and there was this 90-year-old couple getting ready to eat their food. And they were they were looking, it was, a, it was a two-seater table where they're looking at each other. And they had their hands clutched on both sides of the table, and they were praying. And I have to tell you, before their meal, I was so deeply moved by it. It just—this is such a wonderful, amazing country. And I just—if we could all collectively say a prayer for the people in California, um, it's what they've lost everything. And I have someone who's been through it. You don't even—it's—it's it's just horrible. It is—it is—it is a scar that keeps on opening. You don't even know what you lost until one day you go, "Where are my kids' baby shoes?" Gone too. So God bless you all. You will be in my prayers. That um, matters. So thanks for listening, folks. I appreciate it. And uh, I do apologize for Friday. I just, maybe sometimes I should just take a day off. <laughs> I just wanted to get you a good product. I really, you mean the world to me. You always have. And uh, reading negative emails hurts. I don't have a thick skin. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. That's not what I do. I'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks again, folks. Take care. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.